What's good, y'all? Your boy Brandon back again. Another episode of the On Run Podcast, man. This week, no guests in the studio, man. We back to our roots is doing a solo ad, man. I felt like we've been having a lot of cool guests on. Uh, the quality of the pods has been slowly increasing. Thank everybody who listens to these so much. We really appreciate y'all. But it's time to have a little sit down and take a little breather for now. So I got the boys in the studio with me, Jared and Allen. What up? Yo, yo, yo. All right. So because we, I knew we weren't going to have any guests on this week, I went ahead and asked people, the followers, you guys, so everybody who follows, if you want to give a chance to get your questions featured on the pod, man, follow us on Instagram. I posted a story, and these are like a few of the questions we got. So if your question didn't make it, don't be too disappointed. We'll try to get you in next time. But for the purpose of the show, we wanted to keep only like the most interesting questions. Um, but that don't mean we don't read them. Everybody who submitted a question, we absolutely read them all. So the first one is going to be, does Vegas actually feel like a sports town? What do y'all think? We have the Raiders. We have the Aces. We have the Golden Knights. We're getting the A's. The Raiders are absolute butt cheeks right now. But the A's just went back. The Aces just went back to back. The Golden Knights won the, the Stanley Cup. We're getting F1 in yeah. a few weeks. This is probably going to come out around right before F1. But what do y'all think? Does Vegas really feel like a sports town? Nah. No? Nah, nah yeah. I'd probably say no. Like, we don't got that homegrown. Like, you don't see kids coming out there with, like, Raiders fans, like, all on their bare chest with before hair growing and shit. Yeah. You see, like, hometown cities, like, you go to their high school and stuff. It's like, everyone would be, like, the their home, they're, like, their city, you know? But do you think that's a time thing, or do you think it's always going to be that way? I think it's a time thing. Yeah, I think as like the longer like franchises last in the city, like the kids probably growing up now are probably gonna be yeah. growing up being Knights fans as opposed to like us. We we're like what well, we were like nineteen, twenty years old when the Knights when came the Knights here. came yeah. here, and it was like, well, like you're already pretty grown up. Like if you didn't really have an affinity for the team, you can't say, oh man, I grew up supporting this team. So like you don't build like that kind of like story like in yourself like yeah. growing up supporting a team whether you suck or you're good like you don't have that like backstory to draw on i think yeah there's no legacy yet like you don't have like the super close playoff games or playoff moments where like teams are like the identity of a team is really forged you yeah. don't have like any legends that have been like yep. for, a, for a team here for a long time like you see the kobe's in in la the shacks in la mm -hmm. the lebron's in like cleveland miami where it's like these people come to the city and they join the team and they leave a mark on that city forever. You remember them forever. They're like yeah. synonymous with that team. We don't have that yet. Yeah, I think especially for like the Aces, like I think I feel like especially for women's basketball. Yeah. Like maybe Kelsey Plum might be one of those people, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but it's like we never really had like a women's NBA team like that before, you know. So it's like even though I think Kelsey Plum might be like somebody like five years, ten years down the line, it's going to be like. Oh, do you remember seeing her smoking that cigar? I think that might be like one of the women's NBA iconic photos, at least here for Vegas. You're right. We just don't have that that report just yet. Yeah. We need women's NBA team to go shitty for maybe three years. Then we yeah. get somebody else and it's going to be like. But I don't think you can build that legacy off of women's NBA. No disrespect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no yeah. disrespect, but it just doesn't carry the same thing. Like, I know half the people watching this is like, who the fuck is Kelsey Plum? They, I, it is what it is, you know? Yeah. But I She's think it, you, you, <laughs> this guy. I think you really have to build that legacy on things like football, um, baseball, basketball. Those are the things that really get big. Because even hockey, it was big, but it doesn't feel as big as like if your team won a Super Bowl. 
Yeah. That would be crazy. Yeah. I and I wonder. I really wonder how F one is gonna be because it's mixed. A lot of people. A lot of people fucking hate it. A lot of people <laughs> absolutely hate it. Like it just brings traffic to the yeah. city. It's this. It's that. But there's also a lot of people that are excited for it. Me personally, like I'm excited just to see like how it's gonna go down yeah. because, like you said, these are the things that happen like across the world. We would have never thought like two, three years ago, we would have never thought we we're gonna get F one coming here ever. You but know. that's super crazy that it is. So yeah. hopefully it's a good event because I think the contract is for two, ten, ten, ten years. years. Ten years, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, but I heard something that said they might just cancel it because it's just too much of a fucking uh, a headache. logistics yeah. headache to like get set it up on a strip every year. It, well, because like, and it's gotten so much negative attention for like all the construction that's being done, them tearing yeah. up the the palm trees, like. Yeah. But I wonder if, if this is just a one a first year thing, and then after, because they already did like the most of the work, maybe yeah. it'll just be touch up. Well, that, well the, it, it probably will be. Yeah. To me, that's I think. No matter what you do, and whenever it's like even when you start your own business or everything like that, yeah. people are gonna hate on you no matter what. I think F one this year, yeah, it looks really bad on them for like a whole variety of reasons, yeah. delayed and shit. But I think after we get like a if if F one this the race is actually good, I think next year's gonna be way better. Yeah, we already yeah. have the stuff set up, even though some stuff is gonna be kind of temporary, so they're gonna take it down and such. Some things are gonna be permanent now. Yeah, and I don't know if you saw, but they're gonna make like <clears throat> I think like a museum for F one. So for where some of the scaffolds are, at, those are per- permanent. So while F one's not in session, it'll be like a museum. That's um, badass, though. I think it'll galvanize people, but that's the key. Yeah, it has to be a really good race. It has exactly. to be something super memorable. Yep. So where people are like, all right, it was a nightmare, but just that moment alone yep. is worth it. And I, I, not to be pessimistic, but I don't think it's gonna happen. Why? Mostly, <laughs> mostly because the like. The winner of F1 is already decided. Kind of, yeah. yeah. But at so the same time, like, the race is important because of the moments in the race, you know? So at the end of the day, if it's a good race, it depends. Because that, that second and third position is still getting fought for. Like, it, it is mm-hmm. Chekhov's, but at the same time, Hamilton's in there. Leclerc is in there. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll but see. It, but it's like, would you watch, like... Like when you say like some of the bigger, I don't give a fuck. If I see a Honda and a Mustang around the corner racing, I'm gonna watch it. You think I'm not gonna watch F1 racing down the fucking strip? You know how iconic that is. Maybe, but I'm I'm saying more more, more for like the either the casuals or someone who like doesn't. I am a casual. I don't give a fuck about that shit. (laughs) I can name like three racers. That's it. And I thought Dominic Toretto was one of them. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, all right. I'm about to talk Paul Walker. Now, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Paul Walker, man. All right, the next one. Uh, why is hard work important? That's something that I think we could really touch on because us running the podcast, us putting in the hours behind the scenes, is something that we gotten really, really familiar with. Putting in hard work, especially that people don't really get to see. So, what do you guys think? I feel like talent only gets you so far. Um, no matter what you want to do, dream of. It's like those people who like procrastinate until like the very last thing. Like in high school, that probably works. Will will work. But like in college, you see a lot of those people kind of like stop because talent takes you so far. Where it's like you have to put in the hard work. If you don't learn that at a young age, in my opinion, you're kind of screwed for the rest of your life. Because when you try to raise up kids, there's no talent there. It's not like you're like a, raise up kids. Yeah, like we raise up your own kids. Nah, he said riz up. Raise, I said oh, raise, raise. raise. I was like, when you're trying to riz up kids, I was like, hold on, well, big I mean, fella. <laughs> trying to riz up anyone. It's a little crazy. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, rizzing up kids is though. They, they. 
Nah. Not all trying right, to put me right. on the list. But like, <laughs> but, like, when you're trying to do something that's of importance, especially to you, and trying to build a legacy, you can't you can't just, like, base it off on talent. If you have hard work, it's going to last for a lifetime. I feel like that reminds me a lot of the people that go to the NBA and then they, they bust, <clears throat> especially the ones that are, like, high school, like, superstars, and everyone's like, yeah. oh, my God, this dude's going to be big. Yeah. But then once you get to the league, it really separates you. Like, hard work really separates you from the crowd. If you're not working hard, no matter how much talent you have, you're never yep. going to make it. And there's so many stories of players that go to the NBA like that. In high school, they're just hyped and everybody's, like, excited. They're yeah. drafted high. They're picked high. They're on good teams. They have good sponsors. And then they just bust. You know, mm -hmm. they're in the league for a few years. They might float around from team to team. And then they're out because they don't work hard. They're, yeah. they're coasted on their talent for so long. They never learn how to work hard. And that's yeah. such a big key. Or I feel like the hard work's not consistent either. Yeah. Like a lot of people think hard work is just something you put in one time and then you never have to do hard work again. Mm -hmm. You got to maintain it, right? It's kind of yeah. like if you're like bodybuilders. Yeah, they sacrifice a lot in the initial round and then they maintain their physique. Yeah. It's kind of like the same thing. Like you see like Zion. That yeah. guy, he, all high school, he was great. But how long has he been in the league for? Five years. Like yeah. five years? Have you ever seen like a highlight of him doing good? Of course, he's been injured and such. I've seen like uh, maybe a dunk highlight here or there, but like what noise has he really yeah. made? And, and, for and, as much hype as he had for saying yeah. this dude's like a Shaq, he's like LeBron, mm -hmm. he's like a physical freak. Yeah. But then he just did nothing. Yeah, but you see, like, during the summertime, he puts in that work and he gets skinnier. He's all that stuff. But then what happens? He you just know, so lets it's it like, go. It, uh, to me, it's like a lot of maintaining. Because the hard work is not something that you can just pick and choose. It's something that you, it's a, it has to be a lifestyle, in my opinion. Yeah, because yeah, hard work, like, when you're working hard or you're working towards a goal, you almost have to get comfortable with knowing that you're not going to see results right away. You're, it's going to be something you're just have to work and work and work. And you may not see results for a while. And it's like the hardest thing in the world to keep going at something when you don't see the returns. And you probably won't see the returns for a while. But as soon as it all goes through, you're kind of like, this was worth it. Like for, because that learning to work hard, uh, you could put towards like anything, whether you want to start a business, whether you want to get in shape or you want to uh, pursue a career like that's something that you can that always translates over to whatever you want to do so it's one of the most like vital things that you can learn to like aspire to and like have but it's a uh, it's i think it's discipline it goes beyond it goes beyond knowing how to do it it's just discipline it's the discipline of knowing yeah it sucks but i'm still gonna do it yeah. because it happens a lot i think fight sports is the easiest example of people that know how to work hard but then they get a few big fights. They make a little bit of money. And then what happens? They get comfortable. Yeah. They have a nice car now. Their their mom is out of the hood. They're living in a mansion now. Yeah. Their family is taken care of. Like, they don't struggle no more. When they go out on the streets, people recognize them. You get in the club for free. Like, people want to take pictures with you. And then it's easy to be like, I'm a superstar now. And you stop working hard. You stop having that same hunger that fed you and that carried you to the top when you were at the bottom. And unfortunately, like, that, that costs a lot of yeah. people their career. Yeah, I think it's something like, I guess a lot of people probably value at a different level. Mm -hmm. um, to some people, maybe that's all they ever wanted to be, a superstar, not like a professional boxer, you know? So to them, the easiest pathway or the most convenient pathway, once they realized they were good at being boxing or at boxing, the sport of it, it was, hey, I want to be a superstar. That's what I value more than 
being at the next level, yeah. at the max level, you know? Yeah. I mean, you, you also see that, like, in a variety of sports. There's just people who are, like, just known for – well, they made it, and now they're just known, you know? Yeah. Instead of, like, LeBron, who's, like, still manhandling the whole league after 30 years, you know? It's crazy, so. man. He's a, He's different. But basketball is different, too, because in basketball – your skill and how much money you make pretty closely correlate. Obviously, every now and yeah. then you get a player who's ass, who gets a really good contract. But for the most part, you get paid according to how good you are. Yeah. But in boxing, it doesn't matter how good you are. If people want to watch you fight, you're going to get paid. And it doesn't matter if you're the best in the world. If nobody wants to watch you fight, guess what? We're not paying that shit. Yeah. I don't care. Like, Start talking some shit. Start having some antics. Start doing something. Sell the fight. And that's why you see a lot of these athletes, boxers, MMA they have to go out there and like act crazy because they're trying to sell the fight. And, you know, sometimes it's ugly. Sometimes it's, you know, you're like, why are you stupid that low? But when yeah. you realize that that's how they make their money, then yeah. you kind of somehow kind of understand. Obviously, there's a line that you shouldn't pass, but for the most part, you understand it. I think everybody understands like the trash talk and whatnot. It's just like when you're just blatantly like putting on a character and it's almost like corny. It's like, all right, this, like that almost... You can't play the character too much because then it almost like you turn people off from wanting to like watch your fight. You're no, like, I don't. Yeah. I don't know because at the same time, the more people hate you, the more yeah. they want to watch you because they want to see you lose. Yeah. So that's where it doesn't. That's yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's where it doesn't matter whether you want to see me win or you want to see me lose. You're still paying the same pay per view. You're still buying the same price ticket. You're not paying any extra. Not and really. actually, like the biggest example is that Mayweather. Like everybody hated Mayweather because they were like, "Oh, he's he's a runner. He he ducks fighters. He's fighting fighters out of their prime. I can't wait to see him get knocked out. He has this. He's that." They yeah. criticized him, and then guess what? He went and made the biggest fucking fights ever. He fought Canelo. He fought Pacquiao. He fought McGregor, and this dude's making hundreds of millions each fight. Why? Because people hate him. People yeah. wanted to see him lose. You know? Unless you're listening to Chill Son, and that guy's only been paid thirty million. <laughs> Have y'all seen that interview? Yeah. But I don't believe that. Like, Mayweather's bred it up, man. <laughs> that man print, get print money. Y'all think he would run it back with Pacquiao? Have you seen the news about that? I mean, we've seen it, but it's like... Yeah. I personally don't think it's going to happen. I think... I don't think Pacquiao would take it. I think Mayweather would fight it, but I don't think Pacquiao cares enough about money to do it. I think this is exactly how the Mayweather-Pacquiao rematch is going to go. Mayweather's going to let Pacquiao call him out. They're going to do an exhibition. Mayweather's going to let Pacquiao get the best of him. That way it could stir up emotions. People are going to talk about it. And then Mayweather's going to say, all right, let's do it for real then. Real sanctioned fight. Let's go back to Vegas, sell it out, and they're going to make $500 million off that shit. Yeah. And Mayweather's going to watch him. I don't know. Mayweather kind of getting old. Hey, man. Oh, Pacquiao, too. Pacquiao, too. Yeah. They're both up there, man. Yeah. And the thing about Mayweather is his, his fighting style, like, it's good for him being like a little bit older because he's not like a brawler. He's not someone that's going to go out there and just like exchange with you. He's like a skilled fighter. Like he, he took almost no damage, no real damage during his career. He has like, he doesn't slur his words. Like obviously he can't read like 50 cent challenged him to read a, a page out of a Harry Potter book and he couldn't do it. But that's how he's always been. You know, he didn't yeah. get worse. So. He's not like Nate Diaz. I've seen Nate Diaz like in his original interviews and how he talks now. He's, like, completely mm -hmm. different. Yeah? Yeah. Well, most boxers are like that. If you look at, like, past histories, like, Muhammad Ali was, like, one of the one of the most, like, public examples. Yeah. Like, he literally just deteriorated. And when he did, like, interviews, like, 
he'd either like make small movements or like make facial expressions, but he couldn't even like really speak. They just yeah. went on the spectrum. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Like their body just shuts down because their brain is like mush. It's like CTE, but like times a hundred. Mm-hmm. Uh, have I seen the story that that Puerto Rican boxer? Who kept getting hit in the back of the head? Oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Like he was, he was on his way up. And I, I, I literally, I was watching like uh, a YouTube short about it. It's because Deontay Wilder reacted to it. Well, he was one of the biggest reactions to it, and that's how he got famous. But there was a Puerto Rican boxer. Uh, he was fighting this dude, and uh, the ref basically kept letting him get hit on the back of the head. Mm-hmm. And they had showed the replay of the fight. Like it was literally every round, like yeah. once or twice, mm-hmm. he would get hit on the back of the head, like clean. And the ref mm-hmm. was like, "Nah, it's good." And at the end, like, I think he was good. And then after that, he, like, basically went into a coma. And then he, he did make it, but he's just, like... Paralyzed? Not yeah. even paralyzed, bro. He's just, like, like he can't talk. Body, yeah. yeah, he's almost oh, right. a vegetable, but he can kind of move. Yeah. It's, like, so sad, bro. Mm-hmm. And then, like, again, like, you see them beforehand, and then, like, it's just, like, so wild, like, the change that just happens. Yeah. But, like, that's so crazy to think because... We walk around and be like, yeah, I would fight somebody. But you don't expect that level of damage to come after you fight someone. Yeah. He literally stepped in the ring and when he left, his life was completely different. That's a super trippy to think about. Yeah. Yeah. Price All right. Pay. Next question. <laughs> uh, what else do we have? We do. Uh, we did have a question that was basically along the lines of. What do you got? What is your opinion on people who like to sell somebody else's trauma as their own? People that get up and they like to speak about themselves as if they're they had the roughest upbringing, as if they had the roughest childhood ever. What are your thoughts on that? Imposter syndrome. Yeah. Yeah, it's like <clears throat> I feel like anybody who's pretty big nowadays, especially like in sports or in rap or even actors, <clears throat> a lot of them came up from nothing, right? And a lot of us value that, right? Just because we're in all in similar situations. So when you have somebody who didn't come from that, but they're seeing that this views, this Instagram post has a lot of likes, they're mm-hmm. kind of like, I want to get that attention from them too. So it's like, how better can you get that if you just say, I also grew up in O Block when you're really from the suburbs, you know? Yeah. It's like when you're like, I don't know if you saw the clip of David Beckham's wife. Who said like oh, something like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, she was like yeah. I grew up in like in the streets and he like No comes, no she said uh I grew up working class. My family was working yeah, class. Yeah, yeah. And David he, Beckham was like, like what what nah, car do you have? He, he, she so she was like, Yeah, I grew up working class. And then David Beckham was like, No, I'm not gonna let you get away with that. He's like, What yeah. car did you get dropped off at at school? And she's like, Well, it doesn't that matter. Was, that, yeah. she said, that didn't count. That, yeah. that was not the point. And, and then she's like, No, 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 what car did you get dropped off at when you went to school? She's like my dad, my father drove a Rolls Royce. I'm yeah. like, brother. Yeah. And to me, it's like everybody wants to feel relatable. Yeah. Especially anybody of all calibers, whether you're poor, the poor people try to relate to people who are rich who can afford lunch every single day, right? Yeah. But it's also to the extremes of if you're rich, you want to feel like you also grew up in tough times. I feel it's just like a lot of imposter syndrome. It's kind of sad, though. But I think imposter syndrome is more where you feel like you don't fit in. That is more, what I get from it is you're trying to sell off somebody's trauma as your own. And that that's what I don't like. Because every single human being on this earth has been through something traumatic. Every single human yeah. being has struggled. We've all felt like we've been at the bottom, whether yeah. it's money, mentally, emotionally. We've all had some kind of difficulty in our lives. So you shouldn't feel like you have to sell somebody else's trauma, somebody else's difficulty as your own, right? Because you have your own experiences. And just because it might not look like it's at the same level, 
guess what? Somebody else out there is going to relate to you. And the way you move, the way you behave, the way you act, the way you carry yourself shows how much difficulty you've overcome. It shows how much trauma you've beat to get to where you are. And that, that, that does not discriminate you, whether you're from the suburbs who grew up in a rich family or whether you're from the hood and you had a single mom and, and, you and your dad was locked up or some <clears throat> shit, you know, the way you move is still going to be the same. You're still going to be a real ass person at the end of the day. But it's just so crazy that you're right. A poor person will want to flex and act like they have money, like they have it. They got nice clothes, chains, jewelry, whatever. And then the rich motherfuckers will be like, yeah, bro, I'm from the hood. Flexing with guns, drugs, yeah. like doing gang yeah. sh- hood shit when it's like, that's not your life, bro. Yeah. Play your part. You don't have to come over here, you know? Yeah. You know, I, I actually agree to you to a certain extent when you say that everybody has gone through trauma. I mean, I fully agree with that. I don't care if you're rich, poor, or anything like that. But to me, it's not the same trauma. And the reason why I say that is because we go into like first world problems and third world problems, right? It's like someone not having enough water to drink and them going to school, uh, them going to bed hungry because there's absolutely no food for them. They're going through some type of trauma. Yeah. And in my head, the way I kind of like to see it, it's like, look at the person who's rich, whose phone just died right before they, right when they came home from school and they wanted to play video games on their phone. Mm -hmm. That person's also experiencing trauma, but in their own way. Mm -hmm. But we, we like to categorize that as that's not trauma just because we have different experiences or we have a different outlook in life. Whereas let's just say that rich kid, whatever, whose phone just died, all of his other friends had the newest phones and their phones all last 18 hours plus while his only last eight, you know? So it's like in a weird way, <clears throat> I agree. We all go through some type of trauma, but I will never agree that it's the same type of trauma because that kid saying like, Oh yeah, dude, my phone just died. You're right. I, I agree. He will relate to like a few other people, yeah. but to me, it's like bullshit. Like I don't give a shit. I don't want to hear that kid's story ever. Like I, to be honest, if I hear some kid crying about that, I'd be like, I, you know, but here's where there's a little bit of nuance. Just because it's not the same type of trauma doesn't mean you don't live it the same. That, and yeah. I'll give you an example. That, I think, is a super superficial example. Of course, somebody's phone dying is not the same as somebody who doesn't have enough water to drink or mm-hmm. food to eat. But here's an example. Let's say you're poor, yeah? And your family is struggling for, for food. Not, not, not struggling for food. Let's say you're just struggling for money. Mm-hmm. You come from a poor family. Your family's struggling for money. You don't have, like, the nicest clothes. You don't have the latest phone. You don't have the best technology at home. But your family is super close. And you're super close to your mom. You're super close to your dad. Your dad instills a bunch of good values in you. Your mom loves you. She takes care of you. Your siblings, you're super close with them. Yeah? Now, on the flip side, let's say you're a kid. You're rich. You're from the suburbs. You live in a mansion. Your parents drive the, the a, a Bugatti, not a Bugatti. Your parents drive a Rolls Royce. Yeah. You have the latest phone. You have a, the best clothes ever. But let's say your parents are fucking druggies, and just because they're they're rich, they they mask it better. But they're on coke. They're on pills. They don't talk to you at all. When they do, they abuse you. You're not close to them at all. You feel alone. You don't have any siblings. That is still a trauma in itself, right? Mm-hmm. And just because the the poor kid can be like, oh, but you live in a rich house. Why the fuck are you complaining? Guess what? That's your own trauma. And nobody just nobody can just take that from you, and me personally, that's why I, that's why I'm saying it's like you don't have to sell somebody else's trauma as your own. That is a struggle in and of itself. So get out of that, right? Show yeah. me that's what I value. Show how how far have you came? I don't care where you started. How far have you came, right? It, it's cool your parents were millionaires, but if you flip that shit to a billion dollars, that's still something. And nobody's gonna sit there and be like, yeah, well, if I was a, my parents were millionaires too, I'd be a billionaire. No, you wouldn't. 
You know how fucking hard it is to make a fucking billion dollars? No, you wouldn't. Yeah. So when that kid is, is is in his house alone, feeling fucking depressed with his parents drugged the fuck out, guess what? If he makes it out and he has a good family where he's close to his kids and he's good to his wife and he has a good job and he doesn't touch drugs at all, he might drink every now and then. Or maybe he doesn't even do that. To me, that's improvement. You know? And that's still that's still trauma. You know, it might be a different kind, but that's still trauma. And that to me, that's real shit. I would respect somebody like that more than if he just got out of there and was like, well, I have all this money. Let me go to the hood and, and be around all the hood kids and yeah. pretend like I'm from that environment. No, you're not. I, th- I think that's what it is. It's perspective. Yeah, um, it's for sure. Like, obviously, not all traumas are the same. But like I said, nobody can really tell you how a trauma affects you because they're not in your shoes. Um, Wait, before you go on, Jared, that's actually very interesting. Yeah, it's because yeah. I agree. It's how we classify trauma, exactly, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, look back maybe 100, 200, 300 years ago when somebody, or even let's go back to the start of life. When someone, like, when if someone died, was that not just a course of life? Yeah. And now, if someone dies now, still do we not? Life. It's still the course of life, but do we mourn more I than if know. somebody back then? We don't I wasn't know. alive back then. Or, you know, but it's like, you're right. It's just how we all classify it. People yeah. who are cannibals, they'll eat humans. We, us as a society, we see that it's wrong, but why? Because that's how we lived our life. But for the cannibals, that's how they eat. You know, that's to them, that's that's normal. Mm. You know, the same thing for them looking at us. When they see us wear clothes, see us wear like stuff that's fancy, white shoes, and it's nothing's matching, like if we're, as if we lived in the, in the jungle or something yeah. like that. To them, that's kind of like... What are you doing? You know, exactly. I, it's always how we classify things. That's always I always found interesting. Sorry, Jared. No, yeah, you're good. No, that that's that's pretty much the point. Um, the thing I don't like about people trying to claim something they're not is less like you're trying to take someone's trauma, but it's more like you're trying to improve like your story to make it seem almost bigger than life than what it was. Uh, Instead of just laying out what your actual like, your beginning, your origin story, the like, the the oh, it's called the backdrops you had, and then like, kind of what you did to overcome those. It's because struggles. like I told you, if if me as a man, if me as a human, I value how far you've came. If you tell me you came from further back than you actually came, yeah. you actually didn't move that far. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to notice because when I talk to you and I speak to you, I know you haven't come that far because just how you move, just how you talk, just how you behave around me. I'm like, you're weird. Now mm-hmm. you didn't do all that, you know, compared to someone that started way far back and now they're normal. Now they're functioning adult in society. I'm like, oh, shit. How the fuck did he do it? And those are the people you can learn from because those are the people you're like, this food could have used every excuse in the book, but he did it. He got off his fucking ass and he made something of himself, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to take a break, guys. All right, y'all, we're back, man. So another interesting thing that happened. So recently, y'all know I managed the, the Instagram page for our podcast. And I go around just like interacting with other communities. So anytime anybody posts something that's kind of interesting, I like to get in there and kind of comment. Mm-hmm. And I kind of make it like a little game with myself where I like to comment something and see how many likes I can get, see if I can be top comment and stuff. And I joke around with people, interact and stuff. But it feels a little weird doing it from like what you would call like a business or professional account. Yeah. I'm like, fuck it. But recently there was this post. Um, I don't even remember what it was, to be honest. I can't remember. But someone in the comments basically said like uh, there's a there's a big difference between being spiritual 
and being religious. And their whole argument was that that you sh- you shouldn't trust religion because religion divides people. Religion is made by man. Religion is this. Religion is that. Basically, shitting on religion. Mm-hmm. And they were like, "I'm spiritual. I meditate. I talk to God. I have my own relationship with God. Like I do my own thing." And I kind of took it. I didn't take offense to that, but I kind of took it like a little bit differently because me personally, I just feel like we're living in an epidemic of like the spiritual versus religious people, and the spiritual argument. Is always that religion is bad because people do bad things in the name of religion. And they say religion divides people and God wouldn't want that, whatever. Yeah. But I always see it as them kind of half-assing it a little bit. Like they're they're kind of like dipping their toes in, but they're afraid to go all the way in. Because for me personally, it's like, where do you get your morals? Where do you get your relationship from God if not from some kind of divine scripture, right? Mm-hmm. You don't just invent <clears throat> it. You don't just sit there and be like, oh, I think there's a God. I think there's a thing called, like, if you're a Christian, I think there's a thing called the Ten Commandments. Right? Yeah. You don't just come up with that. Yeah. It comes from something. So to me, it almost feels fake to sit there and say, like, yeah, you know, I believe in God, but I don't go to church, but I don't do this, but I don't do, the, I don't do that. And I'm like, so you're basically, you're half in, half out. So what's the point of that, you know? Yeah. What do you guys think? I think those that are, like, half in or half out, mostly do it to give yourself almost like a blanket. Oh, but I'm a good person because I do X, Y, and Z. Because I believe. Yeah, because I believe, not because I do. Exactly. Uh, And then they'll probably most likely use it as like a moral high ground in arguments. They're like, ah, but I'm this, but I'm that. But when it's time to actually, like I said, pay respects to whatever faith you choose to uh, follow and like uh, use as a guide, you don't fully commit and you commit, like I said, whether it's a sin or whatever else, not like you choose to follow religion and hang your head on religion when it benefits you. But yeah. when it's too like when it's when it's time it's, to get to work, yeah. you're like, yeah. I don't want to do all mm-hmm. that. And that's what I meant when I said we're living in an epidemic of people wanting to be more spiritual than religion. Right. Mm-hmm. Religion takes discipline. Religion takes work. You know, there's this there's this set of rules that I believe, and if I want to be a part of this group, I have to do my best to stick by these rules. If I'm gonna call myself a vegan, it don't mean I'm a vegan three days out of the week, and then the other four days I get yeah. to eat meat, right? If I'm a fucking Raiders fan, I don't wear my Raiders jersey three days out of the week, and then the other fucking four days I wear a Chiefs, a Broncos, a, a Chargers jersey. You know, that's not yeah. how it works. If you're gonna be a part of a group, you do your best to to you know follow the rules in that group, right? So if you're gonna <clears> say <throat> I'm religious, I believe in God, okay. So do your research, right? Read your scripture. And what I don't like is when people say, well, I don't like going to church. I don't like going to mosque. I don't like doing this because people do bad things because of that. It divides people. But then you're letting a human being directly change your relationship with God. You're letting a human being taint something that should not be tainted by anything, right? Because that's from God. It should be pure. It should be holy. So who are you to follow a human being, right? Because I can say, oh, yeah, this dude over here. Uh, he says he's Muslim, but he just committed a terrorist act, right? Well, then I'm like, okay, so does that mean if I'm a Muslim, I'm a terrorist? Well, let, let me just find out. I go to my Quran. I read my Quran. Guess what? Well, he did. God said we're not allowed to do that. So he's he went against the rules, right? Yeah. But that does not mean now if, if he's looked at in that way, if I'm in the same group, I have to take that same blame because I didn't do those things, you know? And it reminds me... Um, Maybe you can speak to this a little bit, Alan, since you're a Christian, but um, isn't there a verse about being lukewarm? 
Yeah. What what is how does it go? Um, I don't know it memorized, but basically it says that if you're look, lukewarm, God will spit you out of His mouth. Yeah. You know, and that kind of signifies, and it's not just only one time you see it in the in the Bible. You know, you see multiple times. It's like if you're on the fence, there's no such thing as being on the fence. It's either you're with me or you're against me. You know, and that's something that even like me personally, I feel like the Bible translates to real life. If you're talking to someone who's in the business, if you're talking to someone who's a friend, a mentor, it, to me, it's the same thing. You don't go like, hey, Brandon, you know, I'm going to support you on this podcast these X amount of days. But on these days, I'm going to just do my own thing. You know, it's like you're either with me or you're against me. I'm, I'm not going around bad mouthing you and then coming back on here and be like, yeah, Brandon, thank you for the opportunity and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. It's like I don't care who you are. And that's that to me, it's like God, God wants us to realize that it's like it goes beyond than just than just you have this spiritual life and then you have your own life. It's like it should be an embedded into your own life. And that's where even going back into that, I I wouldn't say I necessarily agree everything with you guys just said, but I do agree that that person is taking the good and shaving off the bad, you know, mm-hmm. or because to me, the way I see it, it's uh, this person who's all spiritual, but they don't have a religion. There's no guidance. Right. Yeah. To me, it has to if you but if you all religion, but no spiritual, you have no hearing because to me, it's like it goes hand in hand. Absolutely. You know, it's yeah. like you have to, in my opinion, at least it's like you don't have to believe every single thing that it's in that religion. And the reason why I say that is because look how, how many other religions there are in this world. Yeah. Right. Every religion or they all kind of stem from one book. Would you agree? But everybody has a different imp- interpretation of it. Right. Yeah. Now, I'm not here to decide to dictate like, hey, this is the wrong religion. This is the right religion. Right. That's why to me, it's like it's important that you actually read your, the, your religion, read yeah. the Bible, read the Quran, read the Torah, because to me, that's the most important thing in terms of your relationship with God and the fact that you're able to understand what's actually happening. Right. And that's why you see like Catholics, they don't read the Bible. So a lot of it is just being told from another person. And to me personally, that's one thing I don't really necessarily agree with is because you're just going to a church once a week, which you may or may not even fully believe in because you don't read the Bible, first of all. But you're listening to the other guy dictate, tell you like, hey, I can forgive your sins. And you're kind of like, OK. And so you're kind of in my, in my, in my opinion, if you, if you were to explain that to me, that's blindfold, blind leading the blind. You know, yeah. how can how can this guy say just because he said so? Yeah. Can you see it in the actual text? Mm. And then it's your relationship with God. You know, it's like, you know what I call it? Hmm. You know how there's like life hacks on TikTok and shit? Yeah. I call it after life hacks. Yeah. Because they always invent all of these things. They're like, oh, if you do this, you're going to go to heaven. Oh, if you do this, you're, you're guaranteed to yeah. go to heaven. And it, it does. they do that in every religion, right? Mm-hmm. But then you read the books and it's like, there's no there's guarantee there's to no heaven guarantee. anywhere in there. There's no shortcut. This ain't GTA where you can push up, up, left, right, square, yeah. triangle, circle, X, and you automatically you spawn in heaven. Like, it takes work. But what I, where, I, where I will disagree with that is when you said... um you should disagree with something in your religion. I feel that you can disagree with the way it's practiced. You can disagree with yeah. the way people do things. But if you disagree with the religion, why are you there? You know, I, if you find something that is that doesn't add up there, you shouldn't just stay there because that's what you grew up in. You shouldn't just stay there because you're like, oh, it's too late for me. I already grew up in this. I'd rather just stay. Or I, I'm familiar with this. It's too hard to learn something else. It's too much of an inconvenience to go somewhere else. Let me just stay here. Um, but, but I agree. The spirituality... And the practice, the strictness, mm-hmm. the discipline go hand in hand. Because I can sit here as a Muslim and be like, oh, yeah, I fast so many days. I pray this many times a day. 
Uh, I go to Hajj five times a year, but I can still be a piece of shit human at the end of the day. Yeah. Like just because I'm doing these acts doesn't mean I'm a better human yeah. than somebody else. And somebody else might not have the ability to do all those things, but they might be a better human than me. I don't know that. But like I said, it goes hand in hand. You shouldn't sell out the discipline of your religion just to like make it convenient for yourself. But you yeah. also shouldn't sell, like sell out the spirituality of your religion just to act like you're yeah. better than somebody else. When I meant disagree with your religion, I meant it in the sense that if you disagree with your religion, mm -hmm. then it's not your religion. Exactly. That's what that's what I kind of meant by that. I wouldn't yeah. say, and I'm not for it at all when people say like, oh, like for example, like you see, uh, even like me and you, we're, I'm Christian, you're uh, Muslim, yeah. but we believe that we shouldn't eat pork, right? Yeah. So it's not something that we go live our lives and then we're kind of like, oh, just this one time. Oh, you know, it's just like, yeah, I'm just going to eat pork this one time. You know, yeah. it's kind of like, no, it's here. It says don't eat pork. You can ask God. You can pray to God all you like. But it's like here it says so. Right. Yeah. And if you, to me, if you're fully functioning and you're able to read this text and you're able to talk with God, you cannot misconstrue this text. Exactly. If you're all spiritual, you can say, oh, I don't I don't agree. But if you're all just reading the book, you're like, oh, don't eat pork. Maybe God thought differently. You know, that's that's where I kind of say everything has to go into combined, you know? Absolutely. Um, but it, I, I think it is. And, but at the same time, I also agree. What would happen or do, would you agree that? Let's just say there's a war. And the only food that's available is pork. Yeah, you eat it. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's not something that you're like immediately like, oh, there's no food. Let me just eat the pork. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's something that you first go, you talk you, to God. Yeah, you basically go through Every check and you're like, this is the last resort. Mm -hmm. I'm doing it because of the last resort. Yeah, it's just like alcohol, right? If I'm dying in the fucking desert, and there's nothing to drink except the fucking beer. I'm like, fuck it, I have to, I'm not gonna die, so I'm gonna fucking drink yeah. it, right? But it's not for me to be like, oh shit, I'm at the house right now. You know, I haven't drank anything in an hour. There's a beer there. Fucking let me. Or have I it. haven't drank in a beer in like, in like three weeks. Yeah, you know? let me just have it. You know. But yeah, I agree. Like it, it, it takes discipline. But that's what you say. It takes discipline. You know, when you don't want to do it, do you still get up and do it? That shows yeah. how devoted you are to God. That shows how much you fear God and how much you respect God to follow His rules. You know. Yeah. But yeah, tangenting off of that, this is a very big topic. I think we've not talked about it on the podcast. But it's kind of hard to be on the internet or be anywhere at all and not hear about it these days. The conflict in Palestine between the country or the colonists, colonials, whatever, Israel Hamas. and Palestine with Hamas somewhere in the mix. What are you guys' thoughts on that? Um, you know, I saw I saw something that said, like, if you know history. And are, if your morals are unchecked, are you a sane person? And it's like you cannot check all three of those boxes, you know? What do you and mean by that? Where it's like, I know, and this is kind of going to another thing where Jews do believe that they're the chosen people from God. Mm -hmm. Like that's their full religion that they think that they are specifically handpicked from God. And to them, it is important that they're. That they're fighting with Hamas or, or in this case, Palestine, right? But it's also on the other end of it, or you see it from a lot of people's perspectives, to me at least, it's like, first of all, I, in the Bible, it doesn't necessarily say that you're the chosen people of God and to forever to lead that on, 
right? And on top of that, us Christians and Jewish people, we kind of have different beliefs as is. So um, even just that in itself, we don't necessarily agree with, right? But it's like you look at how the Jews are kind of taking this approach of the situation, um, attacking uh, Palestine when it's the actual group of Hamas, them attacking a the hospital, um, airstriking a few parts. Uh, I don't know if you saw, but I think it said someplace in Palestine actually canceled their 2023-2024 academic school year. Yeah. Because there's no more students. There's no, yeah. There's no you students know? and there's no schools. Now, and, and to me, it's like, what is Israel really doing? Are you trying to defeat Hamas or are you trying to get back Palestine? Because that's two different things, at least in my opinion. Yeah, it's two different wars completely. It's two different wars. And in my opinion, Israel is taking advantage of Hamas and to try eradicate Palestine. You Absolutely. Know? So I don't, I don't necessarily agree with it, but you, dude, you see, I follow like a few Jewish people, not that because they're Jewish, but I just follow a few people who I know are Jewish, mm-hmm. and they're all for Israel's yeah. Israelis. You know, it's like they're on the side of Israeli, and it's like, in my uh, the way I see it, it's like how, how can you logically see that Israel Israel's on the right side of history this time? Right. You know, here's where it's a little bit of a. This is where it gets mixed up. Right. Because this is like such an ancient conflict and it's going back generations. Yeah. Right. You have the Jews who were supposedly God's chosen people. They get exiled. They basically get kicked out of every single country in the world. Mm-hmm. No matter where they went, they were shunned. They were turned away. They were discriminated against moving into things like the Holocaust where they were gassed. They were mass migrated into death camps and they were killed in mass. And then they get saved by the Western powers, whatever, the U.S., uh, Great Britain, France, defeat Germany. They get whatever was left in them, get saved, and they get relocated to a new country, right? And I feel for those people. Of course I do, right? I'm not some heartless person that's going to sit here and say, I'm Muslim, you're Jewish, I hate you. Or you're Israeli, I hate you, right? I have a heart. You're still human at the end of the day. And the Quran tells me the same thing. Right, you're a human being. I have to treat you like a human being. Yeah. In the Quran, there's very clearly laid out rules of war. Right, there's certain things you don't do. Yeah. Right, you don't kill women and children that are innocent. You don't poison water. You don't poison yeah. crops. You don't like destroy churches or religious like buildings, mosques, um, temples, whatever. You don't do these things. Mm-hmm. And then, on the other side, you have the Palestinians who have been living on this land for the longest time. And they were nice enough to say, you know what, we'll take the Jews, right? Because in the time of Muslim rule, whether you want to believe it or not, every single person, Muslim, Jew, and Christian, lived in harmony. There was no war. There was no conflict. There was nothing. Everybody can live in peace. Because why? Because Islam is the last religion. Guess what? If you follow Jesus, so do I. If you follow Moses, so do I. I have no quarrels to pick with you. I have no resentment against you, right? I might not agree with everything you believe, Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, everything you believe, I can somehow understand it. And there's not going to be conflict. And you have the Palestinians who welcome the Jews, and then they just get messed over, right? They were nice enough to welcome these people in, and little by little, you see all the children dying. You see all the people dying. You see their land get encroached upon. They're losing their homes. They're the losing their identity. Yeah. They're, 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 like, especially now in the war, of course, but just over 
yeah, yeah. over since 1940 the 1940s yeah. since it happened they've just been getting backed up and backed up and backed up till eventually right now they're not even allowed to leave yeah you cannot physically leave gaza yeah unless you get permission from israel how fucking crazy is that it's like if we're living in california and they say hey you can't go to nevada yeah unless you ask for permission hey you can't go to mexico unless you ask for permission and it's like who the fuck are you this is uh, this we've been on this land since forever yeah. and i completely understand both sides and what what messes things up what complicates things is hamas of course and people will say well you condemn the actions on october what was it 7th yeah, yeah. Well, would you condemn the actions of october 7th of course yeah but the conversation does not end there yeah. The conversation cannot end there. Yeah. There is not, oh, you did this, so now I get to do whatever I want, yeah. right? Because like I said, in the Quran, at least in me as a Muslim, guess what? You can do whatever you want in an act of war. There are still rules that I have to follow, yeah. you know? And what what's complicated is like, where does it end, you yeah. know? Where does it end? They bombed a Christian hospital. Yeah. They bombed, they destroyed one of the oldest churches in, in the yeah. world. Destroyed. It's gone forever. Yeah. You're never going to get that back. Yeah. And, and what I don't understand is it's not a religious war at all. No, it's not. Because you know what? Israel is one of the most secular, one of the most LGBT friendly, one of the most like degeneracy filled countries in the world. They're not religious at all. Yep. There's people in Tel Aviv. They don't care about no religion. It's not a Jewish war at all. They're just like, you know what? Fuck you guys. We're going to do whatever the fuck we want because we can. Because America gives us money. Because Europe gives us money. Yep. It's not a religious war at all. They don't, they're, they're not, they're, they don't believe they're God's chosen people. They'll say that, of course, because that gives them another excuse. But they don't yeah. practice what they're preaching. Yeah. If you read their scriptures, thou shalt not kill. You think they're practicing that right now? No. Absolutely not. It's not a religious war at all. And yeah. that's why I hate when people say that. And I saw a rabbi talk about it. And he said, when God exiled the Jews, did he say, y'all can come back? No. And he said, imagine you were a father and you told your son, go stand in the corner. You're in timeout. And your son steps out of the corner. Did he not disobey you? Yeah. So now you have the Jews who said, you're God's chosen people, you're exiled, but now you want to come back. Yeah. Did God say you can come back? Or were you exiled for a reason? And is that not a test from God? Right? Because no one, no human can sit here and say, God is testing me. Oh, the test is over. I already passed it. Yeah. Who are you? Yeah. Who are you? So that's where I think it doesn't make sense for me all the right-wing Christians in the world dick-riding Israel, you do know if you went there, they would literally spit on you. Yeah. They would literally call you the most disgusting, vile names ever. Yeah. They destroyed a, the, one of the oldest churches in the world. Like They literally treat you like you're human trash. Yeah. The same way the Germans treated the Jews, That's what they'll treat now. you the yeah. exact same fucking way. Yeah. And yet you're dick riding them so hard because you're like, yeah, fuck the Muslims, fuck the Arabs, yeah. right? We're pro-Israel, yeah, fuck, we're riding with Israel. That doesn't make no fucking yeah. sense to me at all. 
Yeah, I think it's like even when you said uh, a little bit earlier, you were like, they don't even believe that they're God's chosen people. To me, it's like, and you said, and I don't care how it is. It's like what it's belief, right? Belief is something that's cemented in your heart. If it's cemented in your heart, your actions act that way. Exactly. So it's like, I don't care if someone says, oh, I'm God's chosen people. But if you don't act a certain way. And unfortunately, this is the way I see it. It's like, if you don't act a certain way, I'm not telling you you have to act perfect. I'm telling you, if you don't act a certain way, you don't have a certain set of lifestyle. Your lifestyle is what's important. To me, it's like, I don't care what you say you are. Your actions speak louder than words, you know? And it's like, it's, to me, it's very disheartening to see what's happening over there. Because like you said, it's not a religious war. It's not. Know. You know, and it's like, if you look at it, dude, you, how many videos can you see of kids in Gaza they're playing soccer. I saw one like maybe last week where uh, the kid was crying because he was playing. So I went to go grab a soccer ball and they got bombed. Yeah. And he saw his friend, his brains leaking out of his head. Seven year old kid. What's that going to do to that kid? You know, for the rest of his life, for the rest of trauma, his life. traumatized. Right. And here's the thing. We're, we're, we're so pro. We send grown ass men across the world to, to fight in war. And when they come back, we're like, oh, my God, how fucking crazy is what you've seen over there? How much fucking how how fucked up are you when you come back that you have PTSD that you're literally fucked up for life? Imagine a seven year old kid. Yeah. Imagine a fucking baby, three years old, his whole fucking family's dead, yeah. under the rubble. What the fuck is he gonna think? Yeah. If a grown man goes across the world and get get fucked up, and you're not coming back the same. Imagine a fucking baby. Yeah. It's grown fucked man up. You can't come back and. No disrespect to them. It's no, no, no. Really, it's, absolutely, it's really not. the yeah. the effects of war. But yeah, absolutely, they can. They generally cannot hold a job, not because they don't want to. You just can't. They can't. Yeah, your psyche you know? is fucked forever. Just a door slamming, just the wind hitting something, just anything can trigger it. You know, it's like again, grown man, and not to put like a grown man on this level of like you should have these certain set of like standards and such. But no, it's like just just to look, compare look at to this a kid, yeah. compared to a baby, compared to like a five year old. You know, it's like there's no there's no comparison at all. It blows you out the water. You know, it's like I I think today I just saw a video of like a, some doctor. He was performing surgery, but he just found out his whole family had just gotten an airstrike, mid surgery. So he's crying and such, but he, he's in mid surgery. What he's gonna do? He's like, oh, he can't just leave, right? And it's like to me, it's like it's so disheartening to see what's happening over there and to see like what Israel is doing really, because like I said, it's like there's so much. This, this consist inconsistencies and like you said I if you look at the overall picture you could kind of see you could kind of understand what's 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 happening you could, you could you've seen it brewing really you really could see it brewing absolutely and you're kind of like now we're in it you're kind of like what is this really like what is it that you guys are really fighting for you know and I think I think it's just pretty sad in general absolutely but yeah man God be with all the people in Gaza man Jewish, Christian, Muslim, whatever you are, Arab, Israeli, I don't care, man. We just need peace, man. That fighting cannot go on, but you can't be drone striking fucking babies just because you have the fucking money to drop bombs all day and night. You can't be fucking ruining people's infrastructure. Even if the ceasefire happens, what are they going to do? Their whole yeah. fucking city is fucked forever. Yeah. Their infrastructure is fucked. This school, how many fucking people have been killed? How many people lost their family members? How many schools and hospitals have been yeah. destroyed? What are you gonna do? That that can't you can't just fix that in like a year, bro. Yeah. That's generational <laughs> fucking generational, trauma. Yeah. Like that's fucked yeah. for a long fucking time. If ever it's gonna come back, yeah. 
man. I don't know. I hate. It's been it's been hard to be on social media, man. Like I'm not someone that gets like fucked up easily, man. But seeing all the fucking babies just. Yeah, it's been hard, man, being on social media and, like, reading up on what's happening and just seeing how sick some people can be. Like, how fucking wicked people talk about these things. Like, they're casualties of war. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, oh, yeah, but what about October 7th? It's like, yeah, a, a, a one bad thing does not justify another bad thing, yeah. you know? Like, it doesn't matter who's doing what. At the end of the day, if you're going to be someone moral, if you want people to, if you want to have any moral high ground, you have to do the moral thing. Yeah. And unfortunately, sometimes that comes with being the better person. Yeah, guess what? Yeah, they did come in here and then they killed a bunch of people. But guess what? That's what special forces are for. Send in special forces. Go out, get in on the ground, man. Yes, you're going to lose people. Yes, it's going to be fucking bad. But at the end of the day, that's the moral choice to make, yeah. right? Because anyone can easily, anybody can go in there and drone strike a whole fucking city and destroy a bunch of shit. And I hate. I hate the comparisons of people saying like, yeah, during World War II, there was this, there was that. That doesn't make it right. No. Just because people did it before doesn't make it right yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. Right? I don't know, man. I think the saddest part that I see is like that the video that kind of stuck to me is the video of the kid who was playing soccer and such. Yeah. And he said like he, he was speaking in his tongue, but he basically was saying like he saw the brains out of his friend. You know, his brother, his arm got hurt, but he couldn't carry him out, you know. But to me, it's like when you're in war, you already have some type of mindset that you're in. You know that you can't trust anything behind your back and to keep an eye on and such, right? Which is sad as is. Mm -hmm. But to me, the saddest part is when it's once all it all settles down, that's when, hey, there's no more you have to worry what's behind you. Now it's time to actually understand what happened. Yeah, you lost your family. You lost your friend. You lost your church. You lost your food. And it's just coming to coming to a closure of like the. It's like it's like when you get hurt and the adrenaline is worn off. Yeah. Now the pain really now sets pain in. Now now the fucking real war starts. Like yeah, it's traumatic. You're you're in this war zone. You're getting drone striked. Yeah. Your your house just got fucking blown to smithereens. Your church is gone. Yeah. You have no food. You you don't know where your family is. But once the fucking smoke clears and once they're like, okay, we're not going to fight yeah. anymore and it's time to fucking wake up and go to school, where the fuck are you going to go to school? Yeah. It's time to fucking go to work. Where are you going to work? Is there even a school? Is there even, exactly. Where are you going to go to school? Where are you going to go to church? Where are you going to go to the mosque? Where are you going to go to here? Like, where where's the fucking kid that you grew up with every single day that was yeah. your neighbor? Where's your brother? Where's your older brother that you loved that you wanted to see? Where's your parents? Where's your kids? Where's, where's your, your fucking wife? children that you were supposed yeah. to do? Live old and, and see them grow up and see them get married and celebrate their birthdays with them and, yeah. and love them. And they were supposed to bury you when you're old and gray. Yeah. And now they're gone. Yeah. That, that's the saddest fucking part because that's where the real hard work is going to come in. That's when you really have to fucking buckle down and that's when you're really going to have to fight the yeah. biggest trauma ever. Like, yeah, yeah, it's traumatic now for sure. Yeah. But that shit that's going to come after is going to be something the, completely different. The, the new normal. Yeah. That they have to live with. Do you, you have know? to. You, gain, you don't have you, any other you choice. Have a, you don't have a choice. Absolutely not. Man. I don't know, man. We're going to take a little bit of a break, guys. That's a difficult conversation, man. But we're, we're praying for all the people over there, overseas, man. If you got family over there, everybody, man. We all need peace. I'm not discriminating against nobody. I don't got no hatred for nobody. It's all love from over here, man. I know a lot of people are not gonna like this conversation, but we're keeping it real, man. That's our opinion. That's what we. That's where I'm. I'm a stand on it. At the end of the day, no one's gonna shame me out of my opinion. No one's gonna make me keep my mouth shut. I don't care if everybody who listens to this is like, "Fuck you guys." I'm never listening to it again. 
by all means, man, because something I'm not I'm never going to sell out for nobody. I don't care how easy it is. I don't care. I'm stepping on people's toes. Fuck it. I got to keep it real with everybody, man. So we'll be right back. All right, y'all. We're back, man. So we back close from, it off. We're back from a little cry session. We're back from a little, <laughs> little teary. Jared session. was crying. We had to come for the whole time. We had to go outside and get him a little bottle of milk. Cause <laughs> a warm sex. bottle of milk in this cold weather. <laughs> and some cookies. Yeah, man, sports. A lot of shit's been happening recently. We talked a little bit of boxing earlier, but big fight uh, over the past weekend. Tyson Fury was in Ghana. Did y'all watch that fight? Of course. Of course. Like, it was... It's not like a real fight because Ngannou wasn't like a prototypical like boxer, but as like an event, as something that they put on mm-hmm. for like as a spectacle, I don't think you could do much better. They had superstars from not Whoa, just. Did you do you see the picture of all the fucking people that were at the fight? No, it was like fucking everybody. It was like a hall everybody of, fame. of everybody. Yeah, yeah. like. Sp- all across, like every athlete, like mm-hmm. Ronaldo was there, Pacquiao was really? there, mm-hmm. fucking Oscar de la Hoya was there. Everybody was fucking there. Mm-hmm. In Saudi Arabia, bro, their money's fucking different. Yeah, yeah, their and, money's fucking different. And you can say it was for like to push more of a fight than it needed to be, but I'm like, dude, it's really cool to see like all them together. And if you see like the clips of them interacting with each other, and it's yeah. like because they're all so big in their respective areas. It's all love. It's all respect. Be like, hey, I fuck with your shit. Hey, this, and I think that's so so cool for people at the top of an industry to be able to come together to show and, love to and to show love to different. somebody else and be like, hey, I have all these fans that that support me and push whatever I do, but I'm a fan of you because yeah, it takes yeah. a lot of people who are at the top won't tell somebody that they're a fan. They don't no give them their flowers until mm-hmm. they're retired. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, yeah, this dude was a goat. But it's like when he was here, you weren't saying shit. Yeah. He was yes. just showing them no love. But what was crazy to me was that they went 10 rounds. Like 10 rounds for someone who's never been in a boxing fight is crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the most he's fought is five, right? And 10 rounds of boxing is completely different. Yep. Mm-hmm. Completely fucking different. That's why you see like Jake Paul, these dudes, they go like six rounds, five rounds. Like they don't fight 10 round fights. You know, mm-hmm. or whenever there's a crossover to MMA, they don't fight 10, 12 rounds. It's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like your body goes through it. And to do as well as he did to hold his fucking own, it would literally be. It would literally be like fucking LeBron James right now leaving the NBA and going to the World Series and like hitting a home run and winning the game type shit. Yeah. Like that's fucking insane to go to a crossover sport mm-hmm. and just kill it like that like he fucking put him on his ass he put Tyson Fury on his ass mm-hmm. and a lot of people had him winning the fight I personally had him winning the fight I don't know no 100% like you have to give him his flowers for for one taking the fight because there are a lot of people who will talk that yeah. shit and be like hey yeah I can do this <clears throat> I can do this for for some money but when it's time to sign the contract, they're not gonna do it. Exactly. They're gonna duck and dive, talk their little shit on social media, be like, uh, the money wasn't enough, or or they'll put uh, a little bullshit clause that makes a little bullshit thing. And it's like, but he handled his business, did way better than most people gave like thought he was going to do. And the the thing is, he opens the doors not only for himself but for other fighters too. Yeah. Because now they're gonna be like, well, look what Francis did. He held his own against the best. Low key for me, Tyson Fury is the best heavyweight of all time. 
I don't see nobody. He's six nine, mm-hmm. agile as fuck, and he hits hard and he could take a fucking yeah. punch. Mm-hmm. Wilder put him on his fucking ass and he got back up like that nigga forgot to turn the stove off. Like in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. he just woke up like crazy. And that was the first fight. But if like remember, even that 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 second one, Tyson Tyson Fury pretty much whooped his yeah. ass. It was it wasn't really even close. That third one where they were literally trading knockdowns. That was one of the best fights down. I ever seen. Exactly. Like, so many people thought that. I was like, they're like, ah, oh, Tyson Fury beat him. Why are we going to watch this? If you did not watch the third fight as it was happening, you missed well, out on one of the. We yeah, crazy. I was like, you missed one of the greatest spectacles of like live sports that, at least, especially of like my lifetime seeing, yeah. where it's like, you don't get fights like that, nah, really. Yeah. Where Especially in heavyweight. Mm-hmm. Heavyweight is different. Cause when they're throwing them shits, mm-hmm. you know somebody's gonna fucking sleep. Mm-hmm. The little dudes they be throwing shit like something like unless it's some dude like mm-hmm. the, the Japanese dude was the name uh, Inoue, Inoue, yeah. Unless it's him, he putting motherfuckers to sleep. Tank, but other dudes they just be swinging like mm-hmm. it's like yeah you're skilled you're fast but you ain't putting nobody mm-hmm. to sleep. Wilder, have you seen him fucking punch? This shit sounds like a fucking shotgun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, yeah, like even but on the MMA side, right? Because I want to get too derailed yeah. on the, on the Fury side, but on the MMA side. Also, one of the biggest fights where the first one was close. A lot of people had Volkanovski winning. I personally had Volkanovski winning. Mm-hmm. But Islam just shut that shit completely down. He fucking yep. kicked him on a fucking skull, put his little ass out. Yeah. He, so he beat him this time. But for me, I need to see them with a full training, like a training camp. Yeah. Like a full setup. Where like, we're going to fight this. Like Volkanovski a dog, so he was like, "Fuck it." On he's got that dog. Uh, on late on late night note on, on late notice, he was like, two weeks, uh, two weeks." Hey, fighting Islam, Islam, the fighting the a fucking Dagestani. I ain't yeah. fighting no Russian in two weeks. Fuck out of here. I seen Rocky mm-hmm. three. I ain't doing it. <laughs> exactly. Like and like, so props for that. I mean, should he have probably taken the fight? When it's not the smart decision to do, but. For like his legacy and like for how he wants to be talked about as one of the greatest of all times, it's good for that because it shows. Hey, I don't I, think so. You don't I think, think so? he? I, I think he didn't have to risk it. He would have got yeah. the fight anyways. But yeah. he, he more training time. But it would have looked way better. Mm-hmm. It would have looked way. He that, mm-hmm. that's the thing mm-hmm. he risked. He risked because if he takes that fight in two weeks mm-hmm. and he beats him. It's he's over. the he's yeah. the greatest it's of over. all time, mm-hmm. undisputed pound for pound at mm-hmm. the top. Yeah. And there's conversation of him being up there, maybe not the greatest of all time. I tweet John Jones up there, Mighty Mouse up there, mm-hmm. but he's for he's sure like he's for, yeah. he's for sure up there. Yeah. You know, he risked that, but I just think it's too much, bro. Two weeks and you cut like twenty pounds, mm-hmm. you're completely dehydrated. You're not yeah. your body's not there mm-hmm. compared to having a full camp to kind of get down slowly, get into rhythm, get into shape. Like, mm-hmm. of course, these guys are training year round, but it's not the same. Being mm-hmm. in fighting camp and regular training is completely not the same. Even like being in Abu Dhabi, like most people, like especially if you're coming from here from somewhere else, some people go there with like a like. Uh, I think Khabib talked about it. He's like, yeah, when we fought, he's like, he's like, I was there like a month. Justin Gate, when he fought Justin Gate, he's like, he was here two weeks. He's like, yeah. second round, third round. He's like, I knew this guy was done. He yeah, because like, he's the like, jet I know he wasn't sleeping that at night. Jet lag, yeah. yeah, and, and Dagestan's like, right there. Mm-hmm. It's a short flight and from Dagestan to Abu Dhabi. Yep, yeah. but that shows like another level of like preparation. Be like, I want literally like the best, every, every yeah, the best, best of the best yeah. on that night. Yeah, so. Alright, man. But pivoting from that, man, Dwight Howard. You thought y'all think he gay or what? Yeah, he gay. Yeah. 
He gay. He texted me. <laughs> hey yo, nah. texted you for what? Is that shit was crazy. Nah, I, dude. If you see like some of the clips and videos, yeah. I don't know. There's like some uh, some clip. I know, probably like no correlation. But you saw like some of his uh, Dwight Howard's like injury reports. It was like knees, hamstrings, like leg stuff. Like as if he was like getting pegged and shit. And it was kind of like I. Right. But like if you saw it before, like allegations came out. You'd have been like, oh, okay, whatever the fuck. But like now it's like he came out as gay. You're kind of like, you're second guessing whether how he got these injury reports. So oh, it's like, shit. Yeah. There's also a video of him like, so pretend I'm Dwight Howard and Jared's like a random teammate. So he goes like, hey, yeah. But, but he goes like straight up, grabs his crotch. Like, and it, it was like recorded on live TV. So I was like, oh, shit, what the fuck? Yeah. But it was like an older clip. I think definitely he gay. I don't think he's confirmed it, but it's like he also mentioned one of the statements he put out was like, "It's my privacy. Would I be slamming? Would I be doing it better? Yeah." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's where I knew because I'm like, if you're straight, you just say you're straight. You don't like beat around the bush. Like you just like, yeah, I don't do that weird shit. Yeah, I'm straight. But if you're not, then you would be like, well, why does it matter to you? And I'm like, okay, that's how I know you are. That's all. But that's where I'm like, if you proud of that, why not just say it? Like. Yeah. If that's you, you just say it. If it's really, yeah. if it's really like it doesn't matter, then just say it. Does like, Dwight gonna... Howard being gay affect his legacy? Yeah, hell yeah. I think his legacy was already not as good as it should Prime, have been. Dw- Dwight no, Prime Dwight Howard was a dog. That was no, a no, dog. no, yeah, him, no. Him putting 100%. on a Superman cape, jumping over a fucking car. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. But y'all, y'all see that? Like, people, there's conversations of him not being a Hall of Famer, him not being gay. a top 50. <laughs> I mean, not not even because he was gay, but even, like, previous, like, I, Jerry, some, people don't, some people don't respect, like, him being there. And then you see some of the dudes who play with him, and they're like, you're crazy. Like, Dwight Howard was different. Like, not just because he's gay, but... Uh, <laughs> he's different for real, <laughs> for real. <laughs> but um, also like he was one of the best players in the league at one time yeah he i definitely yeah. think he was yeah. how tall is he six nine or something like that he's not yeah. probably taller yeah. he's like six eleven yeah mm-hmm. six ten six crazy 11. prime D- dwight howard no you weren't stopping him he was baby shack mm-hmm. he was yeah. he was baby shack he wasn't his dominant shack but yeah. he was like that his muscles were so big That's hey really yo cool. Like, this is getting a little weird. Haram. Nah, we sit in that chair. You see the, <laughs> you see the new basketball season. Yeah. I think we got a cool start with with Wemby. I think this NBA season for me personally, like I had stopped watching NBA like that. It's, like like maybe like from Warriors 2015 till maybe 2019. Like two three years later. Yeah. It was fun as fuck to watch. Like yeah. I would watch just any random game. I would watch on you the could. TV. I could just watch it. Yeah. And then the last few years, it's been complete so fucking bad. boring, bro. I'm not going to lie. I hated it. The year. Even the teams I liked, I'm like, I don't want to watch this. Even the bubble, dude. Like, yeah, the yeah, trash. Oh, was but was bad. that because your team was bad? So you were like. No. Like, no. It was just unwatchable. Because I told you, before I could watch any game, mm-hmm. I would turn the TV on. There was a game like, yeah, I could watch this and it's fun as fuck to dude, watch. I don't know if you, if you remember watching. Have you watched any of the Lakers game in the bubble when they won the championship? Yeah. I don't know if you saw some of those games. It was like the plays were trash. It was trash. Shot yeah. selection was bad. It was like, it was such a, to me at least, bad season. Yeah. But then it kind of like, that was the new norm. Yeah, it You're, stayed there. Yeah, I agree with you. It was pretty hard to watch. Dude, 
as a proud Warriors fan from 2015, it was so it. hard to watch. 2020, Fucking, 2021. You're a Blazers fan, even, buddy. Even when they won, like, what, where's, 2022? Where's Dame at? Where's Brandon Roy at? Where's Aldrich at? Where's CJ McCollum at? Where's CJ McCollum at? But, dude, like you said, dude, I, I feel like this where's is Yusuf like a... Yusuf Nurkic? Dude, that fool, he kind of... He Kind of it's, uh, mid now. Hey man, he he pissed off them peoples, man. Yeah, no, and same peoples that are gonna come out the road. So, yeah, fuck it, I ain't making it to the league. Y'all know why. But uh, what's it called? I think oh, you're right. I agree with you. This is like the first year where you can almost, and I say almost because you probably wouldn't want to watch the Pistons. Yeah. But you can probably almost watch any basketball game currently, any team. Probably a solid good. And the Pistons are stupid because they have so many top picks recently. Yeah. Like, they have James like Wiseman. They had a Cade, Kyle. Yeah. What was his name? Cade. Cade. Cunningham. Cunningham. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, like, what the fuck are y'all doing with these dudes? Yeah. Yeah. But, 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 like, it's like you have so much young talent that's actually good. Yeah. And they're not, like, all busts. Like, unfortunately, you look at who's the guy that got drafted by the 76ers a few years back? Yeah, Markel Fultz. Markel Fultz, like... Dude, he was like ever since Jaleel Okafor. Remember him? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like shit like that. It's kind of like mm-hmm. you. You had all these talent. Even Ben Simmons, you get you Ben get Simmons. You're right, but it's like you had all this talent that never really translated well, and it was just kind of like okay. But Pre-season, now Ben was a god. Though. He was pulling that shit from three. He was doing like rap around the backs so every time off season. Ben oh, Simmons yeah. is oh, crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like you see, just like a cycle. It's like trash ass season. Then it's like we go into the off season. You see a workout video from Benson. <laughs> you're like, like God. this is the year. <laughs> he's this like, is, the, this is the year. Then he's trash season. <laughs> and it's like a cycle that repeats. Yeah. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't know if you saw, but this year, even Ben Simmons, I, I don't know how much I trust it, but he said like, oh, this is the year I'm going to start taking risks or something like that. And I was like, okay. <laughs> all right, buddy, this year, this finally. Year? Yeah. yeah. But I think I, watching some of the games now will probably be pretty decent. It's fun but, as fuck. Wemby, watching Wemby is crazy. It's kind of nice. Like, watching him out there literally looks like a fucking Mike Park player. Like, a creative yeah. fucking player in 2K. Yeah. He, that man does not seem fucking real. Yeah. And this is him rookie year. Rookie like, getting year. accustomed to the league. And the Spurs are not an easy organization to play with your no. first year. Uh-huh. Like, rarely any player who gets drafted as a rookie there does well in the <laughs> yeah. first season. Like, they'll send you to the G League. They'll give you limited minutes. They, they won't draw no plays up for you. Yeah. Right? And to see the impact that he's making already, like, yeah. knowing all those things are factored into that, yeah. it's crazy. Because what's going to happen when he becomes, like, the guy? Yeah. You know? What's going to happen when he gets his confidence in the league and he's, like, fucking a superstar, bro? It's going to be crazy. He's going to get big. <laughs> fucking insane, Yeah. Bro. I want to watch him live. We should we should go to the Spurs game. That's easy. Center, so I think the, I think those tickets. They're one of the cheapest cheap. tickets. Yeah, there's one of the yeah. cheapest tickets, and like I said, it's what like a three hour flight. Fuck it, Fuck podcast it. out there, man. Fuck it. Wemby, if you see this, Wemby, man. I know you cool with Drake, man. Send Eric Drake out here. You know what we have to go Drake do. Drake PJ. You gotta go eat some churros for my boy Charles Barkley. <laughs> I know y'all seeing the Hey, why the women so big out in San Antonio <laughs> clips? Yeah, I see that. <laughs> Charles is crazy. Yeah. You, Charles, see a lot you, of shit. you see Wemby dressed up as Slenderman for this Halloween? Yeah. Shit's funny as it's fuck. It's crazy, dude. bro. It's it's cool how fast he's he's fucking adapting to the league. Then the culture. The league, yeah. Like, he speaks English pretty fluently. Yeah. Like, he barely has an accent. Yeah. That's, I don't know. He's fucking cool as fuck. Unicorn. For real, bro. He's what Porzingis, what everyone thought Porzingis was going to be. You know what's great? Uh, the Porzingis is actually not doing too bad. His first year, he was a god. And then after that, he, after like, that, he, he got like, injured. He mm-hmm. just fell off. Shit. 
But like this year, I've seen a couple clips. He's shooting like fucking threes. Yeah. Jordan Poole's fucking ass. He got like that one good game, and then everyone's like dick riding him again. Yeah, the trash. baddie in the crowd. Game one. Our early NBA slow. predictions. Who's winning the championship? Uh, you know, I think uh, Nuggets again. Probably Nuggets again. You and Jokic just fucking won. hate the Nuggets, bro. Jokic just won a horse championship. He's got that motivation. <laughs> oh, bro, y'all seen the clips where he's like mad that he's like, ah, oh, se- I gotta go back to the season. I gotta leave my horses. Yeah. Like he like when uh fucking watching yeah. clips of fucking horses at the NBA when you yeah, that like that that legitimately being yeah. being an so the MVP pussy yeah, yeah literally <laughs> being <Some> fucking suicide <laughs> uh, um, like what's it called that reminds me of Curry when Curry hit the hole in one in golf yeah. that would be going crazy in golf mm-hmm. he fucking hit a hole in one yeah I see I seen that clip too crazy like these guys really are just on side quests now like yeah. just. Random stuff, but I mean that—that's Jokic's main quest, I guess, to be a fucking yeah. horse racing. I feel champion. like he didn't give a fuck about basketball. No, he's just big as hell. They're like, fuck it, play basketball. His dad, somehow was kind of good. Dad brought something to the NBA to punish him. Like, <laughs> go to timeout. You go to NBA. Yeah, you ain't, you ain't going near no horses. Yeah, lose some weight first, and he's got his ass fit. He's like, all right, I'm ready. Yeah. Now Bucks got a good lineup this year too. Nah, yeah, Bucks uh, with Dame. Mm-hmm. Warriors got a good lineup too. I don't know. CPC CP3 is actually kind of fitting in good. I fucking hate CP3. Fuck CP3. But I want to see nothing but CP3 slander in the fucking comments. The court up on Curry that was going nuts the other day. Oh, you see what he did to fucking uh fucking <laughs> what's his Dylan name? Dylan Brooks. Yeah, Dylan Brooks. That shit Bro, was so funny. I Making him hate. click his Hey, skills. I want to see nothing but Dylan Brooks and slander in the fucking comments. That dude's such a mean. He's fucking corny. Dude, as hell. He fucking yeah. clicked his heels. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> In game, I, he made him. Yeah, I seen that. He yeah. fucking faked him out twice, and then he made him click his heels like the dude, Wizard of Oz. Dude, the last dude, play. He looked like he never played defense. He looked like Jared life. out there. Yeah. And, like but, pretty and, sure Jared can play better defense. But you know that. he's actually really good at defense. Yeah, it's like yeah. one of the best things yeah. he's known for. Yeah. And it's like if Curry made him do that, I was like, ah, shit, Curry, it's over. Yeah. CP3 is glad he's finding that because Curry has his fucking number. Yeah. Curry be fucking CP3 a little ass up all the fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> be cooking his stupid he's, ass. He's, he's like, his Clipper he's days. A, he's a his CP3 Houston stopper. day. Yeah, he's a CP3 stopper. The same shit Delva Double would do to Curry. Curry yeah. is a CP3. <laughs> you see those, like, if you look at highlights from like 2016 or like 2015, yeah. you'll see like CP3 getting dr- Like almost any Curry highlights, you'll see CP3 getting cooked. Yeah, like, it's always exactly. it's, like, dude, his most iconic clips. Yeah, that and that bullshit has OKC three. Oh, I watched the game live, dude. It was so fun. Yeah, it was. Dude, fuck. Prime Curry. Yeah, man. Prime You'll Curry never see it again. Mm, I don't know. I mean, not, not like this. I feel like their like shooters this. getting different. Yeah. But it's just how it came because he was the first one. When yeah. nobody else was doing it. And now the wave is there. So now it's like, yeah. if you see it again, you're like, uh, yeah, I guess he's better to shoot than Curry. But, like, Curry was the first one. It would be like, it would be like if no one had ever dunked in the NBA. And then Zion Williamson just came in the league. And he was just yeah. fucking doing crazy. Or or okay. Russell. If Russell just came in the league and he was just windmilling, <laughs> tomahawking <laughs> motherfuckers. Like, yeah. fucking dunking on the head top on everybody. Yeah. It would be like that. That's what Curry was doing, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy. All right, man. Y'all got anything else y'all want to talk about? No. It's pretty Think much touched it. All right, guys. Keep on the lookout. We're remodeling the studio in a few few-ish weeks. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be definitely trying to redo the studio, man. Uh, at least paint it, but ideally I want to get the walls done, man. Get some signs up. Get some of our stuff up here. 
our name at least give the studio a little bit more if anybody uh, knows who does caricatures let us know that would be fire it's like a pretty fucking fire like yeah. a, or like someone who does paintings and stuff that'd be yeah cool. but I want to give the studio a little bit more character I want to give it a little bit more life give it a little more love tease it a little <laughs> this guy but yeah, man, we really appreciate all you guys fucking with us, man. Because of you guys listening to this, we've been able to talk to some really cool people. I don't know about you guys, but I have a lot of fun doing these podcasts. It is a lot of work, but it's so fun getting to talk to people, getting in here to chop it up and just kind of vent, kind of rant a little bit and put it out there. Knowing you guys fuck with it uh, really makes me, you know, it gives me a little bit of a good feeling knowing that all the hard work is paying off some way, somehow. So thank you guys. We promise to keep working hard and you know trying to bring on good guests, trying to have good conversations, trying to make the content better. Like we said, make the studio better. Uh, we're upgrading our equipment. If you guys are watching this, we're recording this with better cameras. Um, and yeah, man. Hopefully, we just only way is up, man. We're for sure keep it on the lookout for the next few for the next few guests because we for sure gonna have some bangers. Uh, merch coming soon too. You guys see Alan uh, wearing the the tee. You guys are gonna see some some mid rolls. Um, Advertising the merch Tees We also have hats Jerry's wearing the hat We don't have too many of those done But if people want them If there's enough demand We'll get those made And we'll get those uh, On the website as well But yeah man Let them know where they can find you on social media Go for it now Oh another thing Another thing Another thing Sorry I made a new page Called Off the Record So on Off the Record It's mainly gonna be All the clips that we get That are not from the podcast Anything that's not from the podcast or that's not some super crazy interview, we're going to put on off the record. So that's where all our secondary content is going to live. So go ahead and follow that page as well. There's going to be a lot of bangers there as well. I'm not going to say there's not going to be like the worst quality stuff. It's not going to be like the little bro. It's just going to be separate because I like keeping on the run strictly for the podcast. And if we have like some really cool interview, maybe we'll put it on the run. But besides that. Is going to be on off the record just so we can experiment a little, little, experiment a little bit, bring a little bit different content and not kind of mix both together. If that makes sense. So yeah, let them know. All right. So just tap in with me on Instagram, uh, J underscore from 702. I'll tap in at Ocho Benji. All right, y'all. Like I said, off the record ENT. That's our new page on Instagram. Uh, as always, on the run pod on Instagram, on the run pod on TikTok, on the run podcast, Facebook. Uh, fuck with my personal Instagram at AKBTG. Thank you guys for watching, and we'll see y'all here next week for another episode, man. Peace. Peace.